Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's episode is focused on positive parenting. When you have one child and that one child is used to getting all the attention and then you have another child, you may be facing some problem behaviors such as the firstborn child seeking attention in negative ways or that appear negative. Um, So from the Positive Parenting Workbook, um, imagine that you have a four-year-old and mom goes to the hospital and brings home a brand new baby. What does the four-year-old see going on between mom and the baby? The four-year-old would see mom giving the new baby all of her time and attention. And what would you suppose your child would interpret that to mean? In a four-year-old's brain, they might think mommy loves the baby more than mommy loves me. So what does the four-year-old do in attempt to get that love back? The four-year-old may regress to acting like a baby, um, going potty in their pants, crying a lot, asking for bottles, um, throwing fits. They might say they don't like the baby and take it back. Um, These are all just ways that the four-year-old is trying to get that attention back that used to be solely for the four-year-old. So there's a little demonstration in this workbook that I just love, and it's called The Candle Demonstration to Teach About Love. So the story um, that it shares is, Becky was feeling dethroned by the birth of a baby brother and was experiencing confusion about her feelings for the baby. Sometimes she loved him and other times she wished he had never been born because mom and dad spent so much time with him. She didn't know how to get attention for herself except to act like a baby. So one night when the baby was asleep, Becky's mom sat down at the kitchen table with her daughter and she said, Honey, I'd like to tell you a story about our family. She had four candles of varying lengths. The candles represent our family, she said. She picked up the long candle and she said, This is the mommy candle. This one is for me. She lit the candle and she said, The flame represents my love. She picked up another long candle and said, This candle is the daddy candle. She used the flame from the mommy candle to light the daddy candle and she said, When I married your daddy, I gave him all my love. And I still have all my love left. Mommy placed the daddy candle in the candle holder. Then she picked up a smaller candle and she said, This candle is for you. She lit the smaller candle with the flame from her candle. And she said, When you were born, I gave you all of my love. And look, daddy still has all of my love. And I still have all of my love left, as she pointed at the flames on the candles. Mom put that candle in a candle holder next to the daddy candle. Then she picked up the smallest candle, and while lighting it from the mommy candle, she said, This is a candle for your baby brother. When he was born, I gave him all of my love. And look, you still have all of my love. 
daddy still has all of my love and I still have all of my love left because that is the way love is. You can give it to everyone you love and still have all of your love. Now look at all the light we have in our family with all of this love. And I just love this demonstration because not only would this apply to your children, but maybe a jealous spouse who, who has jealousy issues going on. It's, it's a really cool demonstration. Um, and on the following page, just to follow up this quick little, quick little episode, um, it's not your job to make your children happy. You may be feeling like it's up to you to constantly entertain them and make them happy. And that's just not true. If you believe it's your job to make your children happy, they're going to take you up on that and they're going to insist that you do it. They're going to walk in and say, I'm bored. I'm depressed. And they're going to look to you to remedy that for them instead of figuring out a way to remedy that for themselves. So teach them to be kind, compassionate, and respectful problem solvers. Um, you actually cripple your children and create weakness in them by pleasing them, rescuing them, being overly protective, pampering them, micromanaging them, um, giving them too many choices, and making sure they never suffer, just doing everything for them. So you've heard the butterfly story before. I've told it in other episodes, but um, this one tells its own version on this page. And it says, a little boy felt sorry for a butterfly that was struggling to emerge from the chrysalis. He decided to help it so he could save the butterfly from the struggle. He peeled the chrysalis open and was excited to watch the butterfly spread its wings and fly. Then he was horrified as he watched the butterfly drift to the ground and die because it did not have the muscle strength to keep flying. And the reason that was explained is, of course, the butterfly has a fluid in its legs and during the struggle to get out of the chrysalis, that fluid goes into the wings and that helps the wings to harden so that it can fly. So by tearing up the chrysalis and getting that butterfly out, quicker than it was supposed to the little boy robbed the struggle from the butterfly causing it to be weak and die so it's important that parents do not make children suffer but sometimes it's helpful to allow them to suffer a little bit with support and empathy Um, the example this gives is suppose a child is suffering because they can't have a toy that they want Allow them to suffer through the experience and help them develop resiliency. The child will learn that she can survive the ups and downs of life, leading to a sense of capability and competency. The support is that you validate their feelings and show them understanding. Skip all the lectures and have faith in your child to handle it. So you would say, oh, I'm sorry you're disappointed. I totally understand. I would be disappointed too. Or, do you need a hug? You seem very upset. But don't go into a big lecture of, you can't always have what you want, blah, 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 blah. And um, another tip on this page is, if you have more than one child, 
when children are fighting, never take sides because this will invite competition and uh, they'll be playing you against each other. So uh, treat them both the same. So you could say, kids, do you want to stop fighting or do you want to go to separate rooms until you're ready to stop? You could say, hey, kids, which one of you uh, would like to put this problem on our family meeting agenda? Or you could say, hey, kids, I'll take the toy until you can find a way to get along. Or, hey, kids, would you like to find a solution on your wheels of choice? Now, the wheel of choice is like kind of like Wheel of Fortune, but there are choices on there um, to help them resolve issues. And if you would like more information on that, course you can contact me for that so um your feelings can help you break the code of misbehavior when you feel annoyed irritated and worried or guilty your child's mistaken goal might be the undue attention that they're seeking maybe they're thinking I belong only when you pay attention to me So when you're feeling annoyed, irritated, worried, or guilty, ask yourself what your child's goal is in that moment with their behavior. What are they trying to get your attention? Are they just throwing a fit because they want something? Like, you have to ask yourself. Uh, When you feel challenged, threatened, or defeated, you want to look at your child's behavior and determine if it's misguided power. Where they may be thinking, uh, I'm the boss, or at least I won't let you be my boss. And developmentally, they do go through that stage um, a few times. So in toddlerhood and up until five years old, they go through this um, needing to have a sense of control of their environment. And it's good to give them a certain amount of control. You can let them pick out their clothes or they can pick out what will be for dinner one night a week or something to that effect so that they have a little bit of a sense of control. And that usually squashes that kind of behavior. You give them control over something so they feel like they have an important job in the family too. Um, When you feel hurt, disappointed, or disgusted, uh, you often turn that into the self-defense mechanism of anger. Um... Your child may be trying to get revenge on you. They might be thinking something like, I feel hurt and I will get even by hurting everybody else in my path. So this is when uh, maybe a toddler is upset about something and they hit or bite. Um, That's a form of getting revenge. Or maybe when they're a little older and they're upset because you didn't let them have a toy at the store. So now they're going to refuse to clean their room or refuse to eat dinner or refuse to brush their teeth, uh, creating a power struggle. And of course, we all know the way to win a power struggle is to not play, to let go. Um, When you're feeling hopeless, helpless, or inadequate, your child's behavior might be an assumed inadequacy. They might be feeling like they can't do anything right. They want to give up and they want to be left alone. Um, Some of us might struggle with our kids coming home with homework um, that they don't want to do. So they sit at the table stubbornly refusing to do it. And you're frustrated and you're feeling helpless because you can't exactly do it for them. 
and you're trying to talk them into doing it and they won't and then you just start to feel hopeless and you get upset and maybe your child is also feeling inadequate and they're struggling with algebra or a different subject or maybe they're struggling to tie their shoes maybe your toddler you're trying to teach them how to tie their shoes and they can't so they just start throwing a crazy fit because they don't know how to process those types of feelings so you want to look at your feelings in terms of your feelings in response to your child's behavior and it's going to help you to identify their behaviors so that you can correct yours because we are always modeling and they do learn from us. So you want to think about just a recap of the big. Be- Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Beginning of this workbook, you want to think about your goal for that child when they're in their 20s, when they're in their 30s. What characteristics and traits do you hope to foster in them so that they carry it on into adulthood? Do you want them to be resilient, responsible, respectful? You know, think of those things. How do you want your child to grow up to be? And you can start planting those seeds now, whether that child is a toddler, a five-year-old, ten-year-old. It's never too late to start planting those seeds and teaching them by modeling those behaviors. Um, And then uh, the next page has mistaken goal chart tips. So when when I say mistaken goals, I'm talking about behaviors in our kids. So as you become more familiar with the mistaken goal chart, it becomes easier to get into the child's world and use encouraging tools. In the beginning, some parents say they feel helpless and inadequate. What they really feel is defeated that they can't win a misguided power. So um, maybe your child is looking for a good way to get undue attention could be a good way to display misguided power for some children it may be a good way to get revenge they may be thinking I believe you care more about my grades than me that hurts so I'm gonna hurt you back it could be that a child won't do their homework because they believe they can't do it good enough maybe their grades are falling and they give up they refuse to try So here are some ideas and examples for a paradigm shift in your parenting if you're struggling with anything that I've talked about. So here's what is very discouraging and will weaken your child and teach them unhealthy traits that they will take into adulthood. Nagging, yelling, threatening, long lectures, punitive timeouts, bossiness, control, being that authoritarian person, 
um, getting defensive, criticizing, punishing, expecting perfection, um, punishment that makes a child pay for their past, taking away something your child earned that has nothing to do with their misbehavior now. That's also uh, another discouraging thing that you can do. So on the flip side of that, how, how to encourage your child, be kind, be firm, decide what you will do, have faith in your child. They, they pick up on our energy and they hear and absorb a hundred percent more than you think they do. Follow through, follow through with everything that you say you're going to do. Show them that it's important to keep your word and follow through. Um, Less is more. Don't overcompensate. Don't overspoil them. Make them earn the cool, the cool things that you want to give them to spoil them. Make them earn it somehow. Offer limited choices. Don't give them too many things to choose from. Keep it, keep it small. Distract them and redirect them when their behavior gets out of control. Encourage them. Explore consequences with them. Focus on solutions. Do things with your child. If your child refuses to clean their room, maybe they feel overwhelmed because it's a huge mess and they are a small human being. They're little. They're little versions of us. And when you're that little, remember when you were a little kid and all the adults seem so tall and so mighty. And then you grow up and you think, wow, I'm actually taller than most of my aunts and uncles. That's crazy. They seemed so huge. It's the same thing with a big messy room. It's the same thing with a pile of homework. Uh, it seems exaggerated, uh, much larger than it really is. So if your child is freaking out about cleaning their room, they're probably feeling overwhelmed. And if you go in and help them organize things and ask them, how do you think we should organize your toys? Should we put them in a big box? Should we make a toy shelf? And if you involve them in the process, they're more likely to keep it put away and they feel like they have a sense of control and accomplishment. Um, discipline teaches children and it helps them to learn for the future. So for those future goals you have for them as an adult, this is where it all starts. So make sure you're using active reflective listening, curiosity questions, all of those things. And then the final page for this quick podcast episode, um, it says, the most profound thing I learned from this was, so think about what you learned from this episode what stuck in your head the most? Um, how will I use what I have learned? Think about that and set yourself a goal. Um, how you'll use it. And questions or comments, contact me. And uh, I can answer you. So, um... Let's, let's end this episode today with this one final thought. As parents, we contribute to our child's mistaken goals or 
behaviors. When children believe they do not belong or they don't feel capable, they will choose a behavior in their attempt to belong. Do you react out of fear that how your children behave is a sign of who they will be forever and create a self-fulfilling prophecy? If you're reacting out of fear that your child's behavior is a sign of who they will be forever, you're correct. But instead of acting out of fear, you have this toolbox of positive parenting tools and you can turn it around. So don't be afraid. So here are some uh, mistaken goal beliefs that kids have and it causes behaviors. So undue attention. They might feel like I belong when you pay attention to me. I only belong. I only matter when you pay attention to me. They're basing their self-worth on if you are paying attention to them or not. Another one is I belong when I am the boss or at least when I don't let you boss me. This is the kid who's fighting for their own independence and they're trying to create a power struggle with you. Revenge. I feel like I don't belong and that hurts me so I'll hurt you back. Or uh, assumed inadequacy. I give up, leave me alone. I refuse to try. And here is how the adult, the parent, contributes to those beliefs, those core beliefs that kids can develop. So with undue attention, if they feel like they only belong when you pay attention to them, then you could be contributing with uh, feeling like, I don't have faith in you to deal with disappointment, or I feel guilty if you're not happy. If you're having that attitude towards your child, you're giving in all the time um, to make them feel better. And you're not fostering a sense of self-soothing in them. And that self-soothing creates good self-esteem and confidence. So be careful of that. Uh, the, The next one, I belong when I'm the boss or at least when I don't let you boss me. The parent could be thinking, I'm in control and you must do what I say. Taking on that authoritarian stance and feeding into the power struggle that your child is creating. Nobody wins in that one. So definitely think of some different ways to deal with the power struggle. Like redirect. Redirecting. Um... The revenge, I don't belong and that hurts so I'll hurt you back. Parents contribute by thinking, I worry more about what the neighbors think than what you think. So if you are one of those people who's worried about what everybody thinks, you're scared of what your mother-in-law might say about your parenting, you're scared of what the neighbors might think, um, your child picks up on that and they start to feel invisible because... You don't care what your child thinks in terms of how you raise them, how you dress them, what you feed them, all of those things. If your child is feeling powerless and invisible and sees that you care a great deal about what other people think, um, that just feeds into that child feeling like they don't belong and they don't matter. And the last one, assumed inadequacy. I give up, leave me alone. As a parent, you may be thinking, I expect you to live up to my expectations or, you know, good grades, keep your room clean, things like that. 
Or you could be thinking, I thought it was my job to do things for you. So maybe you were raised um, in a home where mom got up and made your bed every day for you and would actually do your science project for you so you could go play and have fun with your friends and just did everything for you until you hit a certain age. Um, but if that's the case, you may you may see that you didn't really learn a lot about how to do things for yourself. You just kind of grew up expecting other people, specifically probably women, to do everything for you. So that in itself is kind of crippling. Um, it's a good idea to not place high expectations on your children, as well as not doing everything for them, obviously. But when you're, when you're telling your children they must get straight A's, and they must go to Harvard, and they must become a neurosurgeon, and then they must win the Nobel Peace Prize. That's a heck of a lot of pressure, and um, that's uh, really hard to live up to. <coughs> so it's important to um, encourage them to do their very best and praise them for making the effort, even if they get a C. Praise them for the effort and ask them questions on ways that they could maybe improve on that. But um, demanding perfection out of your child, I would definitely recommend uh, taking a look inward and trying to decide or, or decipher where that perfectionism comes from in you. Because if you're expecting it from your child, you're likely projecting your own perfectionism onto your child. So we'll end it on that for today. And um, I will definitely come back with more positive parenting episodes. And if there is a specific behavior in your children or a specific struggle that you're dealing with in terms of parenting, um, shoot me an email and let me know. And I will do my best to address it in the upcoming episodes. And I hope you make great choices and take a few deep breaths and definitely schedule yourself some self-care this week because you deserve it. Thank you for tuning in and have a fantastic day.